your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Tuesday. I'm coughing right before I turn the mic on. Wondering if I have it. Do you wonder this now? Anytime you see someone cough or they look a little ill, is this it? Is this the pandemic? Has it come to lacrosse? Someone gets sick in your household. Are they sick from the flu? Are they just sick? Do they have a cold? Or were they exposed to coronavirus? 608-785-7914, the Sugarloaf 4 talking text line. We could joke about it, right, until it does come to lacrosse, and then we really got to get serious about COVID-19. Have you have you become such an expert on the disease now or virus? I guess it's not a disease that you call it COVID nineteen instead of coronavirus. Because coronavirus is just like a general thing. COVID nineteen, I've learned in the last couple of days, means coronavirus ID'd in two thousand nineteen. So if you didn't know that, now you can go around and anytime you hear your friends cough, you don't go coronavirus, you go COVID nineteen. I got to cough again. I'll turn the mic off for it so you guys don't get scared. Also, then you're at work, right? Like I'm coming in here. I'm coughing on everything. I'm looking around at all the stuff that I have to touch that Mike Hayes and Mark Meyer touched earlier in the day. And who knows who else has been in here using this computer? Or if you go to the stores, right? Like opening doors. Should we just wear gloves all the time? Should we not worry about this till all the kids from college come back from spring break from God knows where they were contracting the COVID-19? All things to think about, I think. Uh, looking at the text line now, somebody texted the wrong number. Oops, wrong text number. <laughs> so they're texting the wrong show. That was funny. That was this morning, not, not yet. Nobody's in- incorrectly texting me yet. Um. But yeah, that's uh, we talked with the mayor a little bit about this, but I think we probably need to talk with people like Joe Gao at UWL and Viterbo and Western Tech leaders, maybe health officials or or maybe just health officials in general. Do we really got to worry about these kids, these students? I keep calling them kids. They're all 18. Uh, these students coming back from Florida, Mexico, over overseas, right? Maybe they went on a really extravagant trip to the other hemisphere. Probably pretty cheap to do that right now. I noticed today I stopped at the gas station. Gas dropped, what, 10 cents a gallon? And I was like, yes, because I'm driving around my 1996 truck that gets about 12 miles a gallon. And uh, getting to the point where I'm going to have to fill it up. But I was kind of hold out. And now, yes. And now it's like, well, it's two eighteen a gallon. Do I hold out just a little bit longer? Is it going to go lower? It's kind of like the stock market, right? Like, ooh, should I invest in some stocks now? The the market's really low. And then the next day, the market jumps a thousand points. You're like, dang it, too late. And then the next day, market drops, biggest drop since two thousand eight. And you're like, yes, time to invest. And then the next day, it goes up again. Like, what do you do? Uh, Joe texts in. We get it. The sniffles are going around. Yes, but you got to make the joke, Joe, when the sniffles are going around. Uh-oh, coronavirus, COVID-19, run away, run away, wash your hands. 
Um, yeah, one of the big things, too, you know, wash your hands. We haven't been doing this before, right? We don't. We, we hadn't, hadn't been washing our hands. When do we stop doing handshakes? I play volleyball a lot, and we, we give five to the other team after each set, each game. And just kind of wondering, like, oh, should we stop doing this and maybe do something else? There's always there's always one woman that we play with to or play against sometimes. She doesn't just give five. She gives like a mini handshake to everyone and uh, creeps everyone out just a little bit. Stop doing that. Uh, anyway, we'll talk about that. I want to talk about this kid, that 19-year-old that beat up a 14-year-old at the mall. It happened a while ago, but it was in court. Like, who does that? Um, you know, explore this college thing, like college kids coming back from from spring break. Talk to the mayor a little bit about that. We talked to the mayor about a bunch of stuff, so we could rehash a lot of that, too. Also saw this cool thing about Arbor Day for fourth graders and tree planting. Um, I just want to mention that. I'll probably throw that in the comments on the Facebook Live video. video. Uh, but all right. We'll we'll head to Drew and the news as you can hear the uh, coronavirus creeping into my throat again. Uh, we'll be back in a minute. I'm with All right, welcome back to the Cross Talk PM. If you want to get in here, the Sugar Low Four talking text line 608 785 7914. I see somebody left a little treat if you're watching on Facebook Live for Mike Hayes. Looks like Great Harvest Bread Company. Irish soda bread. It's a big old loaf. Looks like it's got raisins in it. Who wants who wants raisins? It's like when you get a cookie and there's raisins instead of chocolate chips. Um I should just steal this from Mike. Sitting here for him. Whatever. Nobody sends me bread. Number three does once in a while. Well, not bread. That would be weird. Mike's got a whole other thing going on Thursdays. Uh didn't even get with the mayor in here yesterday. We talked we did talk quite a bit about pizza with South Lanes potentially closing the best pizza in the cross, right? That's what it says on there. Maybe uh I don't know, is South Lanes the best pizza in lacrosse? As I'm looking at this loaf of bread with raisins in it. Um, Eric from Sparta's calling. I think he heard a news story about Ron Kind. And, um... Go ahead, Eric. Yeah, how long has Ron Kind been a uh, uh, congressman from uh, lacrosse? 50, 50, 50, 60 years at least. Well, he makes... Fine. He makes $174,000 a year. They all do. 20 years. 20 years. He's a millionaire. And what has he ever done for lacrosse? He comes up and he talks like, this is what you got to do. This is what you got to do. This is what you got to do. Has he ever helped any institution in lacrosse whatsoever other than Fish and Wildlife Service? He's never helped anybody in lacrosse whatsoever. He said, well, I got to represent other people too. Ron Kine is a dunce. He's a follower longer. He's a... Tried to... Uh, he acquitted Bill Clinton of sexual assault and was absolutely unbelievable. Anyway, he's a don't get rid of him. He needs somebody else in there. He's been there too long. Thanks. Okay. I think a whole bunch of people are running against Ron Kine on both sides. So, you know, maybe maybe your wish will come true, Eric. Although I don't really understand what your problem was with him. Uh, Ron Kine was, I believe, in town yesterday. Talked to a whole bunch of officials just about the coronavirus. He was there with... Lacrosse County, University of Wisconsin, Lacrosse, Western Tech, Mayo, Gunderson. Uh, so, if you're wondering what Ron Kind is doing, he's 
doing that. He was there yesterday on the cross. And, you know, I think uh, I'm just looking at his Facebook page. I know if you follow him on Facebook, let's see. Friday, this Friday, Ron Kine, Jackson County Listening Session. March 13th, 11 a.m., Jackson County Courthouse in Black River Falls. He just had a listening session in Trempolo County last Friday. And if you can keep going, I think he had a listening session in La Crosse County a little while ago. So, you know, that's what Ron Kind is doing. Um, I think he's, I think Ron Kind probably walks the line pretty well between, you know, walks the aisle, I guess, maybe. Maybe we could say it like that. He walks the aisle, walks down the middle of the aisle a little bit. He's not a blowhard. <laughs> he's not out here yelling. Uh, you know, Republicans have have their their catchphrases, right? Like liberal, socialist, uh, leftist, communist. <laughs> I don't see any of that from Ron Kine. Now, if you go across the river to my congressman, you see that all over the page, all over his page. I mean, well, one of his pages. My my congressman. Well, all these congressmen have like two Facebook pages. They have their congressman page, and then they have their you know sp- spread the hate page. So that's what my congressman loves to do on his page. Just spreading the hate. I think there was a story today about Joe Biden going, making the rounds. Joe Biden, something about, you know, the Second Amendment and and swearing at somebody. Uh, let's see here. An out-of-plant worker told Biden that he was actively trying to end our Second Amendment right and take away our guns, right? Those are all kinds of keywords, key catchphrases for Republicans. And Biden told him he's full of bleep. <laughs> so, if you want, if you want the uh, the blowhards, you got Biden right telling <laughs> telling people he's full of bleep. You got Trump, you know, doing that all the time. Uh, Ron Kine's not doing that. I don't think I don't think Ron Kine's telling a whole lot of people they're full of bleep. So, I don't know. Do you like that out of uh, your government officials? Do you like them out there? Yelling at people, yelling at their constituents, trying to divide us. It's kind of annoying, actually. I would rather have a Ron Kind who's just walking the line. Now, I don't agree with a lot of stuff Ron Kind does. He he was on the show, you know, what was it, probably a couple of months ago now, and and I talked to him about some, you know, something along the lines of Medicare for all. It's not not something he's into. It's something I am into, and we we talked about it. It was pretty interesting, but he uh. He didn't call me a socialist, <laughs> so he didn't call me a left-wing hack, a nut. There was no name-calling. I didn't yell at him, call him a, a Republican in hiding or something. So anyway, there's my there's my rant for Ron Kine, just for Eric, I guess. Eric from Sparta. If you want to text in 608-785-7914, the Sugarloaf Ford talking text line, Saw this story on our website today. Wisdomnews.com. 19-year-old accused of beating a younger boy at Valley View Mall. Kid ends up being a 14-year-old boy. So 19-year-old beating up a 14-year-old. And why? Because he bumped into him and spilled his drink. And uh, he was in jail. He's in jail for intentional child abuse and causing bodily harm now. This happened at the mall last month. Uh, the younger teen, the 14-year-old, 
Like you know, they bumped into each other. I think the the younger kid spilled his drink, told the older kid to watch where he was going. Mistake! Don't do that. And then the uh, older kid knocked him to the ground, punched him a whole bunch of times, uh, knocked him out. Apparently, so I, I'm making light of this, but like, what are you doing? If you're 19, stop beating 14 year olds. Stop beating people up in general. Stop fighting people. Uh, of course, concealed carry would have ended all that, right? The 14-year-old would have had a gun. He would have took his gun out and said, hey, leave me alone. All right, back to Eric. Eric, you're calling again. Yeah, I guess you, when you're speaking, you sound like you're a Bernie supporter. You say you're a socialist? I didn't say any of that. Huh? I didn't say any of that. Well, you certainly did. Oh, I did? Yes, you did. What, what you did, did I do? You support, you support everything Bernie says. Free uh, health care, everybody. I've never That's said cool. any of that. You're putting words you in my mouth. that, you certainly did. Anyway, uh, um, what about, uh, uh, are you going to have uh, Nuda on there or Rossler? Every day. Eric, you asked me that like five times a week. Um Keith Knudsen, Eric, Thursday. He'll be in here on Thursday. Every Thursday. It's always on Thursday. And uh, we might bring Joe Heim in. We're working on Joe Heim. We're going to have dueling political scientists on Thursday. Should be super fun or super boring. We'll see. I think Joe Heim said he's going to play his role. We're going we're gonna to have characters, and they're going to each play a role. Uh, he left me a message the other day. It sounded pretty funny. Um, all right. Should we go? Should we get back to coronavirus talk, COVID-19? Uh, the story, uh, another story I saw today, the Wisconsin college students, three Wisconsin college students in quarantine after coronavirus scare. So this is where, this is where we're at, right? All our college students in town are, are on spring break. I think Viterbo's on spring break right now. Um, now actually I'm not sure if UWL is on spring break at this moment or if they're, they already had it or if they'll have it next week. I look in the break, but, uh, university of in Milwaukee announced that three students who recently had direct contact with a person who tested positive for the coronavirus are now in quarantine. Cardinal Stritch posted a health advisory Tuesday, today, starting that, stating that the students and staff were on spring break last week. The three students living in the residence hall had direct contact with an infected person while on vacation. So it's gonna, this is what's going to happen, right? This is going to happen in lacrosse. This is going to happen all over the place. Uh, I'm imagining that like, spring break trips are pretty cheap right now because nobody wants to travel, right? College students probably feel invincible because the COVID-19 is susceptible to people older. So older people don't want to catch the virus, but college kids, eh, tough it out, right? Can wait it out, sit at home and drink fluids and, and get better. But So they're going to go on spring break. They're going to go places, and then they're going <laughs> to con- contract the coronavirus, COVID-19, and uh, come back and every city in America with a college is going to get it. Spreading the fear. That's what we're doing here on Lacrosse Talk PM. All right, so Scott's comment coming up. Drew in the news. We'll come back and, and talk all about Bernie Sanders and how I'm a socialist, I guess. No, I'm just kidding. But we'll be back in a minute after uh, I'm with it. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. If you want to get in here, talking about coronavirus a little bit, or COVID-19, sorry. Sorry. Keep calling it coronavirus. 
become an expert in the last couple of days on the COVID-19, as we all have, because we can't seem to get away from it. Not literally, because it hasn't come here yet. Uh, Will we be able to get away from it when it does come here? And it's inevitable, right? It's going to come to lacrosse. Um, At this point, though, we can't stop reading about it or hearing about it. Whether, Whether you're, you know, reading the news or listening to the radio, eventually somebody, not me, Okay, me. Uh, we're going to talk about it. But I, Grant Bills, the host of Wisco Sports Show, which is going on next door here through the wall. I can't hear him yelling in there. Usually I can hear him yelling about something. I wonder. i got to lean over and see if he's on the air. doesn't say he's on the air. Maybe the Brewers are playing. The Brewers are on, then he wouldn't be on. He'd get the day off. Then I'd make him come in here and give us his 21-year-old perspective on things. But he brought this up yesterday, and we asked the mayor about it when he was in here yesterday, and um, the stories are creeping in now of students on spring break headed out. Travel's probably pretty cheap right now. Oh, man, I can get a trip to Florida for 100 bucks. That's awesome. I got a week off. See you later. College students head out on spring break, and then they return after being exposed to all kinds of things. Who knows what college students are exposed? I suppose we all know, because at some point we probably all enjoyed a Somewhat of a spring break. But a Cardinal Stritch had three students test positive for COVID-19. Uh, they're all in quarantine now. Uh, the, the university posted a health advisory today stating the students and staff on spring break last week. Three students living in a residence hall had direct contact with someone with coronavirus. They wrote, uh, the president wrote, upon their return from spring break, the students did not attend any classes, nor did they move through any common areas on campus, like the student union library. Uh, In an abundance of caution, the students have been moved to an isolation setting for the next 14 days. The North Shore Health Department has been contacted and is working closely with the university to manage and direct their care. I put a, a story on wisdomnews.com just kind of comparing the flu and the coronavirus. You know, the similar symptoms, different fears is what it, the headline is. If you want to go check that out. There's never enough stories. We can't read enough stories about this thing, right? Uh, getting a text here. Let me find Where's this text? Uh, this coronavirus or whatever is, or whatever you want to call it, is it that bad? What happened to flu season? Where we hear, where we hear anything about that? So I, I mean, yeah, I think we hear about the flu probably three times. Three times it goes through the news cycle each season. The beginning, right? The beginning, get your flu shot. The middle, this is the worst flu epidemic in in history. I think was that last year we had maybe the the worst flu season in a long time. I think it was. I think this flu season's a little bit higher than usual. Uh, then the end is usually the you know trickling towards the end is you can still get a vaccine. It's still not too late to get your flu vaccine. And then finally, like ah, flu season's over. Here are the numbers. This is what's happened. I thought it was funny that the president, President Trump, at one point, he, somebody must have told him the flu numbers. And the story on WisdomNews.com uh, has like worldwide numbers, which. The the president was told like United States numbers, but flu kills two hundred ninety thousand to six hundred fifty thousand every year around the world, according to WHO. 
Well, Trump read something like that. I think it's like 27,000 or whatever the number was. I don't, I don't have it in front of me. And he's like, did you know that? Did you know flu even killed people? <laughs> like, I didn't even know that. Who knew? <laughs> he kept saying stuff like that. And be like, oh, well, we all, we all kind of knew that. Uh, we did. We did know that. Uh, I, I, I read another story that Trump's grandfather died of, of the flu. Or maybe it was his great-grandfather. So it was like, who knew? Well, maybe you should have because you're... you're relative died like your grandpa died of the flu so i don't know if he's just like who knew like in general or if he's if he really didn't think that we knew this stuff so i don't know kind of strange uh the idea that the 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 thing we need to do now is wash our hands and then you you read a lot about how places are upping their sanitary you know work where they're where they're cleaning public spaces a little bit more disinfecting. And I, I know the, the daily show made fun of the uh, New York city subway and how they're going to uh, do be more diligent in cleaning and disinfecting the subway. And the joke was like, wow, really you guys, now you're going to not, we're actually going to clean the subway. What? Uh, Clyde's calling from the highlands of the town of on Alaska. Clyde, go ahead. Hi, Rick. Hey, What's coming up in the next couple of weeks is an explosion of of uh, COVID nineteen uh, virus uh, cases. Do you know why I know that? It's inevitable. No, it's because uh, people that test kits are now available in every state. So prior to this, only very few people were tested. Now there's enough test uh, kits to test, I think, a million people. So that's so people are going to be sick. They're going to say, I want to be tested. They're testing, and it's like, boom, yeah, you got it. Whereas over the course of the last three months, nobody could be tested because nobody knew it existed. Yeah, the, and the test, the test kits weren't, maybe they didn't exist at all or they weren't available. So. Well, they didn't exist because the virus didn't exist. And I'm trying to figure out how Trump, why Trump didn't know that that virus was going to, why he didn't order three months ago all these test kits and, and be ahead of the curve on this. Oh, that's right. The virus didn't exist. I, I, I forgot what I just said. But I, I have a question for you, Rick. Well, the virus has been here since 2019, so, you know, probably about three months ago. But, um, yes. but the, the, yeah. the idea that, that, you know, what we knew then and what we know now is to, like totally different. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah, there's no uh, but, uh, there's no test kits. Yeah, there's no test kits but, available, so you can't test someone well, if there's no. The interesting, I brought this up with the mayor yesterday, the, the idea of of testing people, right? And I don't really know how, unless you put everybody, unless you stopped everybody at the highway, and I think they're doing this in, um, uh, where are they doing this? Where, uh, wherever New York, the, New, Ro- New Rochelle, New York? No, wherever the Olympics oh. are. I believe they're doing it wherever oh. the, they're just, they're testing like 100,000 people a day. But let's say, Clyde, that you get tested, right? And you don't have it. Yeah. And then right. you go and then you go to the mall and then you go, you know, out to eat and then and then yeah, you, you come go home. Have some have some bat soup or something and then the next thing you know, I'm feeling sick. Well and then uh, and then people are mad at me because I'm feeling sick and I go get get tested again and then I have it. Yeah, like how like how I don't understand how the the, the testing can figure out who has it, but the testing is never going to figure out who isn't going to get it. So unless you get tested and then you you just don't go anywhere, like I okay, I got tested, yeah. I don't have it, and now I'm not going to do anything in public 
anymore until the disease go or the virus goes away. That's so right. yeah, I don't really understand how the testing is going to help unless we tested everyone all at once and then got right. rid of all the people like quarantine all the people that had it and then nobody else moved around until we we tested everyone in the population. Right. Well, you know, North Korea, they have not had any problem with it except they had one person tested uh, positive and and they and they stopped it right then and there. Do you know how they did it? Threw him in the ocean. No, close. They shot him. <laughs> yeah. They shot him and buried him so then that way there would be no way to uh, for them to transfer the disease. But uh Again, uh, 30,000 people in America, that would be almost 10,000 people in each state, die every flu season, the regular flu. They get pneumonia and die 10,000 people per state every year over the course of uh, from October to April. Yeah. But But if you look at the obituaries, none of the obituaries say died of the flu because they didn't get a flu shot. Well, is that their fault then? Should we put that? Oh, I don't in there? know whose I don't know whose fault it is because uh, uh, where I go, flu shots are free. But I do have a question for you, Rick. Yeah, go ahead. I w- I probably won't have an answer. Well, <laughs> how many bedrooms in your house? Two. Two bedrooms. Uh, how many people live there other than you and the dog? Nobody. Okay, I, I that proves that you're not a socialist. <laughs> okay, no, not, I don't let anyone. I don't let anyone live in my other bedroom. That's right. If you were a socialist, you would allow uh, a family of six from uh, Ukraine to live there. I mean, are they paying rent, or do I just let them live there? Well, you just let them live there because you're a socialist. You're you're willing to give stuff away. Now, there's another debate coming up, right? Um, Well, I don't know. Well, I guess I read, I did read about, it's a CNN, I think it's on CNN. I was okay. reading about how that's that's going to put the two at a desk instead of having them at a podium or something. And well, yeah, they're seventy-eight years old. You can't <laughs> expect them to stand. They've been stand doing all this standing for how long? Well, they've canceled. So, no, I, they've canceled some of their. Uh, they've canceled some of their. You know, outings here in the Midwest because of the coronavirus. Because they are seventy-eight years old. You know, we got to. That's start. right. <laughs> so. I, I don't. Uh, I don't begrudge anybody who wants to sit at a desk and uh, have a conversation. I think it's actually silly to make everybody stand up there for ninety minutes. And uh, but uh, you know, I if they do have another debate, you know what the the greatest uh, drinking game is? Um. Yeah. Somebody said this, but go ahead. I okay. forgot what it was. Yeah. When when uh, Bernie Sanders says. Democratic socialist, mm-hmm. you grab you grab somebody else's, else's beer drink, and drink yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's how you that's how you play the Democrat socialist drinking game. Yeah, I think I think uh, I get that one once a week, Clyde. Maybe you call and give me that joke once a week. But <laughs> all right, but no, I, I I've helped you prove that you're not a socialist because other you'd have you'd have you have so much wealth compared to other people that have no wealth. And you would be sharing your house, house, garage, farm implements, whatever, you know, your snowblower. You'd be sharing all that stuff. And because you don't, you're not a socialist. Well, some of that stuff's not a bad idea. I guess we're, we are talking about, uh, you know, making the, the virus test free for everybody. So we're, we're, we're diving into the, a little bit of socialism here and making the test free. But what happens when you test positive, then, then what's the health insurance want to do to you? Well, see that, but it's the uh, it's the insurance companies that are paying 
to have that free, or is it the test kit companies that are well, giving them away free? Uh, where it was a it was insurance companies. I said I, I read health insurance something something. Okay. So, well, you know, if you if you have uh, you know insurance is insurance. Well, and, uh, here it is. As at, long as here's the headline, Clyde. At, at White House, insurers pledge no cost virus tests. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, here's the th- here's what I'm very worried about is that uh, I don't want to go anywhere where there's other people that are testing. I don't want to go and see if I have it because I may contract it from somebody that's there that does have it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So, like you go there so and one person I'm, has it and you're all getting tested. Now you all have it, maybe. Yeah, I'm much better. I'm much better off staying away from any clinics. I can tell you that. All right. Well, thanks for the I, I thanks always, for the call. Clark. I always feel always feel a lot better. Remember, Democrat socialist. Drink somebody else's beer. Okay. I'm allergic to beer, so I won't be able to do that, unfortunately. But um, All right, we'll go back to the phone. Someone else uh, calling in. Caller, who's this? You're on the Crosstalk PM. Oh, oh, sorry. Who's this? I I, I, I didn't turn your mic on. Uh, This is Joseph. Hey, Joseph. Go ahead. You're on. Um, Well, I guess with all this talk about, um, you know, shots and testing and flu shots, I just want everyone to think about, uh, I guess, what their own health insurance is and, I guess, how they would prevent uh, further illness, not even coronavirus, um, but your previous caller mentioned um, that his flu shot is free. I want to remind listeners that that isn't the same for everyone. Uh, Last time I paid for a flu shot, it cost me $46. Yeah. Yeah, we're at this you know. ca- we're at this part where uh, you know if this thing becomes you know really serious uh, uh, across the nation, we're going to start to see like oh yeah, these people that don't have good health insurance or don't have good health care coverage uh, are that's going to be a problem for the rest of us because they're going to be walking around with something that's contagious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, that and I mean, there's actually a lot of people that think they have good health insurance. Uh, but they actually haven't gotten sick in a few years, and they haven't been paying attention to uh, how things have been changing with their employer the last few years. Because I think about previously when I had poor health insurance, and uh, it was almost everything was out of pocket because I never reached a deductible. Yeah. You know? So it's something for everyone to think about. Yeah, all right. Times are definitely changing. Yep. Thanks for the call, (laughs) Joseph. Yeah, we could get rid of deductibles, right? Like that would that would be a, a nice thing to just hey, no deductibles anymore. Maybe your health care goes up a little bit, but uh, health health insurance is so expensive. Uh, all right, Bob's calling in. Bob, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, hi, Rick. Say, so, what did you say gas was today? Two eighteen in Hoka. Okay. Um, I got I got kind of a question for you. Um. Okay, the Democrats want to get rid of gas and oil. Uh, why don't you find a different way to get to work? <laughs> I mean, you got why you gas your car? Why don't you get a used electric car or bicycle in the work or whatever? Uh, electric and cars are pretty expensive. I, I looked into it. I really did. I, I think we're about five years away from from having uh, the electric cars start to take over. I think uh, GM or no, it wasn't GM because G, is GM a thing anymore? I don't know. One of those. Car companies is pledging twenty billion dollars uh, in the next three, two, three, five, something like that. Five years to, to into electric vehicles. So yeah, we're headed that way, man. 
what are we going to do about airplanes? I mean, like, you want to fly... Can we have electric Europe, airplanes? I don't know. Wherever we can have electric, air, electric airplanes, too? Yeah, yeah maybe. I, I don't know how... I'm not an aviator, so I don't know how, um, how powerful you would need an electric engine to fly an airplane. So I have no idea. But I think uh, if we if we made the commitment to invest in the infrastructure around making batteries, you know, more efficient and stronger and last longer and maybe deal with the cold because that's a big thing in this area. Uh, you know, if we started investing in that instead of investing in coal and oil and extraction, uh, we would be much better off. Thanks for the call, Bob. I got to take a quick break. We'll be back after this. I was a All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. If you want to get in here, a couple minutes left, 608-785-7914, the Sugarloaf Ford Talk and Text Line. Um, some of these texts, uh, somebody mentioned North Korea's health care program. Let's hear, a, uh, let's hear it for national health care. Uh, libertarian guy mentioned uh, another uh, a Republican-Democrat joke. Um, Nathan texted in his understanding of the coronavirus, it's been around since 1960, and it was first discovered. However, this mutation is something new. So, um, all right, we'll go back to the phones. Let's see here. I'm going to go, um, th- I think this, Mike, you're on. Go ahead. Hey, Rick, it's Mike. Hey, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah. The Y2K deal, remember how bad and how scary that was for months and months, and everybody was going to lose their computer? And everything was going to crash and nothing happened. Yeah, I think they... kind of feel like similar things? uh, A little bit. I guess I I was, I think, uh, just in college at that point. And I remember we played in a basketball tournament and got Y2K t-shirts. But but I feel like they figured it out before the computer thing would have actually crashed. So I I think... I think so, too. I, I think the fear of the unknown is the scary part in this whole thing, Rick. Mm-hmm. And and everybody's scared. You're doing the fist bumps. You're doing the elbow bumps. You're not getting near everybody, and that's all good. That's probably a good thing with all the flu viruses and stuff, anyway. Yeah, we're doing so, we're doing more than that, Mike. Uh, it's smart. not even fist and elbow bumps. We're doing tap inside each other's foot. That's what we're doing now. Unless you're barefoot, then don't. Yeah, do what the new thing is? Yeah. I heard today from my brother. His kid goes to UWL that they are gonna. After spring break, they're not bringing the kids back. That's what the word is. Don't quote me on it, sure. but it's all going to be online schooling. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, you know that's where we're at. I mean, it's uh, we're trying to get ahead of it, right? As opposed to you know just everyone powering through. Uh, we go back to the phones. Kevin, you're is this Kevin? It's Kevin. Hey, hey Kevin, you got uh, you got a minute? Go. <laughs> I know. So two quick things. First of all, I don't know about GM. I think GM was one of the companies that took the buyout from the government a long time ago. But Ford, I work for a big company, and Ford Motor Company has electric cars. We have a fleet of them. So Ford is one of them, probably not the only one. And then the second thing is on insurance coverage. Um, Everybody should remember back, uh, and granted, the Republicans have not come up with a, a decent alternative, but... Everybody was supposed to save $2,500 a year on their insurance. That didn't happen. Everybody was supposed to be able to pick their doctor. That didn't happen. Everybody was supposed to pick their, be able to pick their plan. And everything's got whittled down. So that, that Obamacare thing, while it was 
maybe a, a nice, uh, fluffy idea, didn't actually pan out. Yeah, but it covered people with pre-existing conditions, and I think when you when you put everyone in that pool, then then prices go up, and right, like we're not competing against each other. Anyway, that's all the time I got. We'll talk again tomorrow on the Crosstalk PM.